afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Took Top with a very happy Gav Mack, a very happy Alex Osborne, and a very annoyed Stephen Cotton. Mm. FA Cup final, It's okay, right? And this is the only only shade I'm going to throw. It doesn't matter who would have got in the final because apparently we beat Man United and Chelsea in their all FA Cup finals. So uh, it's just immaterial who is going to. Players. Oh, wonderful. So now we're going to lose that. Cheers for the juice yeah, there, Alex, mate. Christ. Um, there's, um, Chelsea there's had the Europa League last year. They, they, we can have the FA Cup. Yeah, let's see how it, how it pans out. There's a few bits to talk about. There's there's things that are happening in Germany. So I've got a little bit of trivia for you boys as well on, uh, on, on, on Germany and the Premier League. We're also going to talk about the FA Cup and then there has been Premier League games that have been happening. But the first bit of news is this. Honestly, that's, is that one of the most cringe things you've ever seen? Like, not, as, not as bad as um, Sanchez signing for Man United. No, that's that worse. That's awful. worse. I hate the Sanchez thing, but that's worse. You, you <laughs> don't think you don't think it could get any worse with them singing until he's like, "Hey, hey." Oh. <laughs> Do you know what? As well, like it's Dortmund. If if that was two years ago, two well, longer than that, but that's got Klopp written all over it, that, hasn't it? Indeed. Horrible, what do you think? Ugh. Well, what do you think, Alex, of, of Jude and making that move over over to Germany? How do you think that will pan out for him? Well, I, I think it doesn't. It doesn't. That top move doesn't happen, obviously, if Sancho doesn't go a couple of years ago, paving obviously paving that way for for him to do so. Um, it's exciting. It's exciting, especially when you know he's playing for Birmingham. What languishing at the sort of the foot of the Championship table? Obviously, he's playing. He's he's got. He's obviously got a lot of potential because he's playing week in, week out. And he's what? He's only just turned 17, as far as I'm aware. He's, I, still he's, think, he's, I think he's still 16. Eddie. No, I think he's turned 17. I, I, think, I think he has turned 17 now. Uh, I mean, and Dortmund have splashed, what, 20 million on him. I mean, think of that. 20 million pounds on an English 17-year-old midfielder by a foreign club. not in the not And not a Premier League club. That I think if that is not a ringing endorsement of English youth uh, and the talent coming through, I don't know what is. Man, he, he, he was born after I left school. Yeah, that he, makes he me feel He's old. the same age. He turned 17 in June. He's slightly younger than my little brother. That's, uh, yeah. Ridiculous. Did the work out for Cotton? I think, I think it's really good. I think, um, like you said, like Alex said, the Sancho move has definitely shown that players can go up to other leagues and do well. And I think it's more important. I think that there's, there's times if you ever listen to like old interviews with Hoddle and Waddle and stuff, and they say like going out to Italy and stuff was one of the best things they could do, especially at a young grade, because it opens up so much more life experiences, not just football. Mm. But I mean, Bellingham, what what would you rather him do? What, what's it? What more is he going to learn in the Championship? I know the Championship is a very hard league, 
But what, what's he going to learn in the championship that he, he couldn't go and learn in Germany? Like a different style of football. I, I think he'll flourish. I don't think I think they'll use him sparingly the first um, year or two. Maybe he might might even see a low move. But I, th- I think it's a really good move for him. I, th- I think it'll be really good for his development. I think it's a great move. The, the, the top seven, we're talking about Germans uh, and German players in particular now in, in England uh, because Schürrle retired this week as well, aged 29, World Cup winner, Andreas Schürrle. But um, who are the seven highest goal scorers in the Premier League of who are German? Uh, can we answer this or are we No, it's for you, it's okay. for you guys. You can, you can but, try uh, and give me one or two now. Klinsmann? Yeah, he's second on the list. Joint second, Balak. I should say. Balak is seventh on the list. Klinsman, Balak, Sherlock himself. Uh, Sherlock is not on the list. Sherlock's not on the list. Ozil. Uh, Ozil's uh, top. Alex, oh. can you? Yeah, can you, can, Alex, can you chip one in before we um, before moving on and we'll give I'm, the, I'm the try, whole I'm, list? I'm trying. I'm trying to think. Yeah, uh, Ozil's top. How, well, how many goals has Ozil got? Thirty-three. I've got one. I think I've got Save one. it. Save it. I think I've got one. Right then, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's 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 go back to the Premier League right now. So yeah, uh, at the weekend, I'll, I'll think on that. You have I'll a little think, think about that. that. Um, Norwich, yeah. they're they're down anyway, but they lost they lost two nil at home to Burnley. Uh, the goals from from Chris Wood and Godfrey right at the end, the Comer Cologne goal. But they were down to nine men. Oh, yeah, Buendia was sent off um, and Dermich was sent off. Buendia, that was pathetic. Pathetic thing to do. Um, elbowing him. Yeah, I was at work for this, but I'm obviously watching all the highlights and stuff. Why was this the game where they decided to use a monitor? <laughs> like, <laughs> of, of all the incidents we've had over the last few weeks that desperately needed the monitor, this was the one... It petulant, though, weren't it? it, was, it, it that, is, that is the act of a player. They're, they're upset. They're already down. That They're frustrated why are players so dumb and do things like this when they know they're not just being watched by 30 odd cameras in the ground but by millions of people from home it just kicks in doesn't it yeah it just kicks in we've all all been there man we've all had a kick out on a football pitch I know it's not big or clever but we've all we've all done it but you you think you think if it was your job and you've been paid that much to be a professional you try and keep it a little under wraps but Hey, you do. And he's, he's South American as well, isn't he? So the the, the sort of yeah petulance that he's got that fire and blood. carry along with it. Uh, another team that uh, that looked like they could be going down now, and it all could have been differently uh, done differently. Yeah, uh, Bournemouth nil, Southampton two. Uh, Bournemouth actually thought they equalised, and I thought they equalised. I thought that I thought that was done, and that would have made things very interesting going into the last game of the season. But it was ruled out for VAR when Che Adams goes at the other end and, and, and puts the game to bed after Danny Ings scored the opener. Alex, what would you yeah, add to that? Uh, so, uh, obviously, a little mention now on Che Adams. Now he's, what, since that goal he scored against City, what, is this his second goal in, in not as many games where after he had a big one without scoring? And uh, hopefully he can now take his confidence going forwards. But it's not a surprise to see Southampton win it away from home we all know Southampton's away record is pretty pretty good actually yep. 31 uh, points now um so oh yeah 31 isn't, isn't that the same amount of points that Bournemouth actually have total um, yes I think um so yeah that's uh 
what's it, an indictment on Bournemouth. And yeah, unfortunately, Bournemouth, what, this is their fourth season, is it? Or fifth season in the Premier League? And obviously it's due to be their... I think it'll be their last for quite some time. Well, I'm not yeah. sure they're going to get back uh, back up. Um, mainly because I just don't think they've done they've done a very good job of recruitment recently, and the players that they've brought in. I don't think even in the championship they're going to be much better. They're going to probably I think they've got a very championship level kind of squad. Mm. Is Eddie Howe going to stay on? If he is, can he? Has he got the motivation? Has he got the skills to get them back up again? And then their stadium. I mean, they haven't got a big enough, got a big enough fan base either, have they, to try and get that extra money in? I know they've got the payments, but they reduce it every year. So I, I, I see a, a championship mediocrity for them. Uh, for also, the also they're, they're, they're going to get stripped apart. So any quality that goes down with them won't stay. King's up, King yeah. will go, Wilson will go, they'll lose Ake, they'll, they'll, lose, they'll lose a few Lewis players. Cook. Yeah, that's it. And once those players leave, like Brooks Alex said, that, like Alex said, they will be. That's championship quality. Then they'll be stuck. That's it. That's it. That's that's them done. I think. They're done. Um, one team that are probably going for a top six position now is Tottenham. Which, who would have thought that a couple of weeks ago? Tottenham 3, Leicester 0. Uh, we, we caught that game on the watch-along. Um, uh, uh, James Justin with an own goal. And then Harry Kane with a brace. Now, this was... It, it was very smash and grab for Spurs in the opening in the opening sections of this game. They didn't really give you anything that made you think, "Oh, they look really good," but they they took the chances that they had and they were clinical with them. Jose I was, I was going to say, yeah, isn't that like life under Jose Mourinho? Yeah, that, that's that's it, isn't it? That is, but listen, they're getting they're getting the, the wins and getting points at the minute. That's all that matters, isn't it? I mean, that result. Has done us huge favours. Um, like I tweeted just that Mourinho finally got us that second European finish that he wanted. So thank him for that. Mm. But, but yeah, <laughs> I, I, honestly, I, again, I was at work, so I had to watch the highlights. Leicester didn't look particularly great, though, did they? No, they kept a lot of the ball, but they didn't really do anything with it. Yeah, Threat, non-threatening. Oh. Yeah, um, and uh, uh, again, that's Jose, that's Jose Mourinho ball all over, as as, as uh, Cotton alluded to. He lets the other team kind of, not a beat themselves as such, but as in, we'll, we'll just let you have the ball and we'll just be clinical on the break. And when you've got a striker like Harry Kane, who looks like he's actually coming back into a little bit of fitness and form now, isn't he? He's mm. always one of those players who takes a few games to get back into the swing of things. But when he does, then, yeah, he's, well, he shows up. I, really I, is, really. I did see a stat about Kane. I'm going to get the numbers wrong. I should have saved it, really. But it's something like <laughs> he, has, he has scored 13 goals in 18 games in Mourinho or something of their about. So he hasn't been awful under him. But I would say he has got braces and stuff and a hat trick here or two in there. So it's not. Yeah, they, are, they, are, they are Bastos levels of stat padding sometimes. <laughs> I'm talking about Bastos. Bastos and Andre Silva have wound me up since the restart on a different level, I swear to God. Andre Silva. I, I don't think any of our viewers would have seen Bastos and Harry Kane being mentioned in the same sentence there. Uh, <laughs> no. not, not quality levels I'm just because Bastos has got 30 games without scoring and then score 15 in two games and that was it <laughs> and then his season looked good oh god I thought uh, two Germans by the way oh uh, okay give me give me one of them so if it's, so before, you, before you give it to me before you give it to me oh. um, the, the question was the top seven 
the, the highest goal scorers of German background. And you are giving me... Lukas Podolski for one of he's them. Number, yeah, he's number six on the list. And the other one was Uwe Rossler. Uwe Rossler. Uwe Rossler, he's joint second with Klinsmann. So there's a couple more names on that list. I think I've and, got um, one. We'll, We'll, we'll come to that in a bit because you, you hammered off loads, Cotton. We've only yeah, actually got three more names on it. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> is, one of them, is one of them really, really obscure? Like, you wouldn't think it, they'd be in there? Um, I would say so, yes. And he's got and he's got two Premier League winners medals. He has indeed. Yes, Keep I it to yourself. Yeah, Keep, it to yourself. It Keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. Let's talk. See, now let's I'm trying to work out who that might be. <laughs> let's, talk some, let's talk some FA Cup and the yes. Arsenal are through to uh, another FA Cup final against the odds with a 2-0 victory over Manchester City. Aubameyang with both goals. And to be fair, in, t- in front of goal, Arsenal actually looked all right. And then the, the rock at the back, his name is Franz David-Louise Beckenbauer with, a, with another solid performance there. Well, I mean, hands up who saw this coming. Said no yeah. one ever, right? Yeah, yeah not, not, um, not at all, mate. But <laughs> we've got to give credit where credit's due. I mean, I, I can't really think of other than Sterling's chance at the beginning of the second half. I know Laporte put one just wide. Where I'm Man City up, really. I know, I know. He, oh my goodness me. He absolutely. Yeah, that, that, was, um, that, that was close. But other than those two chances. When did City really threaten the Arsenal goal? And credit, I know, I know you guys, and I was trying to defend them a little bit. Probably was undeserved, but we've got to give credit to Arteta. He set the team up. He obviously knew how he wanted to counter him, and he played instead of playing Saka down the left hand side because obviously he's left footed. He played Ainsley Maitland to do a job on Riyad Mahrez, and it worked out. And I mean. That, can we appreciate the, the move for the first goal, for Aubameyang's first goal, where we kept it out of the back, kind of drew City in, and then sort of like the key pass was Kieran Tierney into Lacazette uh, to open up the move, didn't it? And, uh, well, I'm, I'm still shocked a couple of days later that, our, that that Arsenal team, with those players in it, was able to beat Man City, who played a full-strength side, as far as I'm aware. Uh, pretty much, well, yeah. It's only really, like, well, really quite a very missing, isn't I'll, it? I'll give, you, I'll give you two two words as to why City was so bad in that game. It's Sergio Aguero. They, they look so toothless without Aguero, man. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus yeah. is the biggest footballing fraud since Graham Sooner signed Ali Dia. Like, it is, uh, it's like mystical how Jesus still still commands a place in the top team. Like, he, he won't be their go-to or backup striker next season, I'm telling you. No way. No way. Well, one thing I lambasted um, Arteta last week for making reactive substitutions, and he must have heard me because he was very proactive with the changes that he made this time round. And do you not feel that that's the sort of direction that should have uh, he should be going anyway, be more proactive with his movements? Yeah. Oh, definitely. And you know, again, as much as obviously I've been gassing him up. It's still his first time in management, so he is going to learn. But I think he's in the perfect environment to to do that because, as I say, Arsenal don't at the moment don't really have many high expectations on them. So, you know, there's going to be a few teething problems, and you know, he's learned from the Spurs game, as you as you rightly pointed out, and this game is obviously a result of that. 
And I want to throw a question back at both of you here, and this could also be included for the Germans as well. Do you think City have missed Leroy Sane this year? Because I think they have. Uh, I well, know. I just want to go back on a comment that was made by by uh, by Adam Harrelau, who's watching the show, part of the team. Thank you very much for watching. Not that comment on this comment. City have no plan B. This plan A is usually so good, and. I think that's like, for instance, Sane, if he's starting or whether he comes off the bench, that is another option. So, but, yeah, but I is, do think so. Is Sane much, much more different to having Sterling out on the wing or, or having Mahrez? He's not, he's not too different. Do you know who they miss? They miss someone like Edin Dzeko. Like when, when, because mm. Arsenal, Arsenal dug deep, right? And City and Pep are all about short passes and movement. There's not much you can do when you're passing it around the edge of the box and Arsenal aren't moving an inch, aren't giving an inch. Mm. If you had Je if you had someone like Jacko, at least you could stick crosses into the box as a plan yeah. B. Yeah. You could do something. Yeah. But again, Jesus and Aguero, not not too dissimilar. Both both want to be in behind. Both want to use their pace. Both not the tallest of people. Uh, it's very if you if you swap them off the bench, it still is pretty like for like. But they do need. I mean, I would, if he was, if it was me, and I didn't have another striker on the bench, I'd have, I'd have gone drastic and, I don't know, put Rodri up front at two 0 or whatever. Put Rodri just someone, just someone who was a bit more tall. high. I remember, I remember, I remember, uh, I remember Liverpool did a similar thing. They just bought on Stephen Colker and lobbed him up front, yeah. and he was a nuisance. So just well, get someone tall. Even just if you were knocking, like, even if you put a defender up there, and you had him knocking balls down to Jesus or knocking balls down yeah, to Sterling. It would be a different dimension. You, you know full well though that. Uh, and I, I mean, I have no basis in this point I'm going to make, but I feel like Pep thinks that's beneath him. Yeah, 100%. I feel like that he, he feels that beneath him. I mean, and I just want to, obviously, yeah, you're, I think you're completely right about Dzeko. I just want to throw a counterpoint about Sane. I do think he's a slightly more traditional winger than uh, Sterling and Mares. Uh, Mares is a bit more of a tricky dribbler. Sterling's more your... You're like you're inside forward, or you wants direct. to get on the end of the crosses. Yeah. Sane was the one who's usually providing those crosses. He was, he was he more direct, man yeah. one -on -one, get to the byline. So I feel like, as, as going back to Harrell's point there, he does bring a slightly different option to what City have had, and it, I, I still feel that's a weird selling to. Oh, buy I wouldn't him. say it was a plan I don't B though. Why they did? I can. Oh, do you know what this Sane thing's been happening? It's been rumbling for ages. Because don't forget, two years ago. Pep stopped playing him. Then he got dropped out of the Germany squad for the World Cup. Then when he yep. got back from the World Cup, Pep was... Well, he didn't get back from the World Cup. When everyone got back after the World Cup, Pep still said, you're not starting. And there must, there must be an attitude problem there if his national manager and his club manager have not wanted to play him. Then there must yeah. be something else. He probably just wants to go back home. Yeah. Now, let's... Um, let's, let's uh, before we go on to the Manchester United-Chelsea game, there's a comment here from, from Stu Mack, um, who's been watching the show via YouTube. Thank you very much for watching. And also, cheers for your comment. Let's go back to the Harry Kane situation more than anything else and, and on the third game. So, Harry Kane's that had a stream. How many of his goals are key goals? Jose needs to chuck, it, chuck him, like he did with Ibra. Like he did with Ibra at Inter. Use ridiculous money to rebuild and use Son and Bergwijn as, as the key players. He's still a Spurs fan? Oh, I'm not sure. I imagine so. Oh, okay. I'm not, yeah. um, oh, I wouldn't necessarily... I wouldn't necessarily... I wasn't saying that Kane is a... Stat, like, he's like Lukaku in that sense where sometimes Lukaku would score two goals for United but would be 3 nil up. But... I think that does do Kane a disservice because there have been games when they've won 1-0, 2-1 or whatever and he has got the winner. So I mm. don't necessarily agree with that. Also, 
I don't think you, if, as a Tottenham fan, I don't think you want Kane out. I, I wouldn't. I, no, definitely was, not. I, I'd want him. Like sometimes, sometimes it might not be glamorous, and he's not blessed with pace, and it's not Brazilian. He's not Ronaldinho on the ball, but I, I'd still want Kane. I just think I just think of his little hookup plays. There's one move that they did yesterday, and I was so desperate for them to score from it, just because Kane won the ball on the on the halfway line and was driving forwards, but like almost like he's driving forwards to the right hand side. He's constantly looking over his shoulder, waiting for Son to make the run, and he clipped the most beautiful ball over. And if that like if that had gone in, it ended up, Son ended up losing it, but underneath his legs, it was such a shame, just because I think Kane is so underrated still in respect of the additional bits that he adds to games rather than just the goals that he scores. So I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, like, well, it, they should probably look for an out-and-out striker and play him I, a little bit deeper. I, I don't even think, if, if you were to say to me that Spurs do need to invest, they do need players, they do need squad depth, I don't think they need any strikers or any attackers. Kim Min Son, uh, Bergvine, Lucas Moura, Kane, that, that's, that they haven't, but, but, they're, they're not but, running with Pittances up front. That that is that is a nice. I'd I'd like that forward line. What about what about Kane sitting more in like a more like a Firmino style position and then having Son and Bergwijn as your as you guys going forward? Not for me. Harry Kane playing false nine. No, <laughs> no, I'm all right, thanks. No, thanks. And they and, and they contributed to the, uh, to to an Audi Cup. Lovely. Right. Okay. Cool. Let's move on. Let's talk about Manchester United versus Chelsea. Manchester United won Chelsea. Three. That was uh, that was the game. Yes, that was also part of our watch along. That uh, that a lot of people all over the world were watching. We even had people from Madagascar watching the show, and I thought I, I loved that, which is brilliant. You know, over four thousand views across all social media for that. So thank you everybody for their comments and their queries and add-ons to the show, and the Stephen Cotton meltdowns before and after the game. Uh, the goals come from uh, Fernandez. Uh, he scored a penalty right towards the end. Uh, Oli G scored 11 minutes into injury time after an injury to, to buy uh, Man, uh, Mason Mount scored just after the half time whistle began and then Maguire with a lovely own goal at the end but um, there's one thing that I want to talk about in particular one person I should say and that's David De Gea yeah <laughs> what is David De Gea uh, what has he done? No, what is he? Sorry, it washed up, done, game over. Like honestly, I've been his biggest. Like I, I've even this season, even on the show, I've defended him and said, "Look, we stuck by him. Well, he stuck by us. Sorry, so we should stuck by him." And but enough's enough. That is too. And do you know what? It's not even this season. If you if you go back the last few years, there was the cup game against Sunderland where he dropped a clangor in at the last minute. There was there's big games where he he is making these mistakes and it's. And now it's it's almost a, a weekly basis that De Gea is going to do something stupid. So mm. I, I think it is. It's time now. It's it's we've got a decent number two already at the club. I mean Romero. Whenever Romero comes in, have you ever seen Romero make a mistake? No. No, exactly. Yeah. It, so it's not even the fact that he, he's got Romero there. We've also got Dean Henderson coming back. So I, I think I think Dave's Dave's a number. If I'm perfectly honest. Alex, what did you make of the Chelsea performance though? Chelsea played very well. Um, they, 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 I mean, they, they deserved the game uh, to win the game for, for me. I mean, I will say this, though. Mike Dean, for me, is the worst referee in the Premier League, bar none. 
It's, there was uh, there was one point yesterday where Chelsea had made eighteen fouls and they hadn't picked up a yellow card. Okay, now surely for that amount of fouls, cumul- cumulative fouls, who who's the referee that likes to when he books someone he used to likes to point around the pitch? Is that that's what we all, that's what we all get told. Yeah, we all we all get told yeah. that in you know yeah. to, to sell it. If anything. But, not a single card was shown to Chelsea, and yet Pogba on his first foul. Okay, yeah, he, 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 he slid in a little bit. I wouldn't say it was necessarily a yellow card. Maybe he'd be made a couple of fouls before that. He books him straight away. Um, mm. And Mike Dean, he just—I feel like he tries to make it all about himself. And he made—he uh, he did make three really good challenges, though. Give him that. <laughs> um, I mean, it I was, say it was my... not a good game for him yesterday. But to take nothing away from Chelsea, they they deserved the win. But again, Man United had only played a couple of days previously. You think about mm. it, their game against um, Crystal Palace was on Thursday night. So they've travelled home or have they stayed in London because obviously they were playing away at Palace. Mm. Uh, so they're in unfamiliar surroundings anyway. They've re- probably rested, recuperated maybe on the Friday, maybe did a little light training. Who knows? I don't know what the schedule would have been. Uh, and then Saturday, they might have done again another light t- uh, training session and gone into Sunday. And yet, they uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer tried to freshen up the team a bit with his team selections. And yeah, it just didn't work. And unfortunately, Chelsea were just more on their game. They had longer rest between their previous game and this one. And uh, yeah, uh, I know you, I know you, Gav, like to say that Oli Giroud is the best near post striker in the Premier League. Proved it again. Um, and yeah, in I world mean, football, did... what he does, what he does, there is no, no, there's no striker in world football better than that. Oh, right, what? Well, uh, Name I'll, one. I'll... No, well, can't. Um... Yeah, I'd say Chelsea deserved to win the game, but I think I think in the first five minutes you could see the tone of the game that Chelsea was so intense and just relentless with the pressure, and it mm. did look like we were absolutely chasing shadows, man. Because like Alex said, played two days before, but I would say with the Mike Dean thing as well, Chelsea came out with a game plan, right? Like it or not, it's the dark arts of football. That they came out, and like you said, it ended up being twenty-one Chelsea fouls without a card. That's that's two per outfield player without anyone getting booked. Mm. And honestly, from minute one, uh, in the space of about 10 minutes, Bruno was on the floor after being kicked around three or four times. Every, t- every time you turn around, there was niggly little kicks and, 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 and snidey little stamp. Well, not stamps, you know what I mean? Like rakings. Bailly got his foot, like his foot trod on and his boot come off. It just seemed like they were doing everything in their power. And like Alex said, because of Mike Dean, because he didn't, Stamp that out early. Not even. Not only did he book some, didn't book someone. Not once did you see him say to someone, "Come on now, last warning. Look, I've, I've had enough of this." So he just he, he set the precedent. He set that that was allowed to go on. So they just carried on. And, and every time it was so stop start. Every time we got a foothold on the ball, some someone's gone through the back of someone, or someone's trod on someone, or so, do you know what I mean? It was it was just it was infuriating to watch and. Not going to blame the re- you can't blame the referee for the Hayo dropping absolute clangers. Can't can't blame the referee for that. But his overall performance in controlling the game was um, disgusting. To be honest, to be perfectly honest with you, I think. Oh, 
referees union is uh, going to remain silent on this one. The right not to respond. But um, Chelsea deserved the win. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, Chelsea um, deserved the win at the end of the day. But um, it, it is what it is. United have got pretty much... Bigger things to fry, haven't they? Um, yeah. With the Champions League. And yeah, that's another thing. Just I, I, I don't know if, uh, just before we do go on to Brian Newcastle, Cot maybe be able to say this. Mine's been saying apparently if you guys do get Champions League, you're going to send a completely really young squad out for the Europa League. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so everyone gets a couple of rest. I think that would be the case. Also, just quickly moving before we move on, I said this to you, Gav, before we came on. Like, we, we're guilty sometimes of, of saying not doing our research. We won't know the exact stats or age or whatever. But all the commentators and pundits yesterday, like Keon, like, I just don't understand why Ollie's put a, uh, put a week inside out, why he's changed it up. We played two days ago and we're playing for Champions League qualification in another three days. Like, there is a reason why we feel the weekend squad. And I just wanted to get that off my chest. I'm sick of arguing with people on Twitter about why we feel the weekend squad. I do have a bit of an argument for it, but um, yeah, I, I, I think from a player's point of view, I don't agree with it because well, also, you go on trophies. But from a club point of view, then I understand it because there's more money and more honours option uh, uh, available if you are qualifying for the Champions yeah, League rather than the Europa. Let's not forget, we've also been unchanged in the last five games as well. So players but then that's been what I mean. So why have they changed? You can make five substitutions in the game. So why weren't they, why weren't at times like, you know, hauling five players off in games where they were leading or comfortable in those well, situations? Therefore, been, they could have put a stronger team out for the weekend. We haven't been comfortable in games the last, we, since the last two or three games, we haven't really been comfortable in anything. And because you wrote uh, like Champions League qualification, we need those games. Hmm. Um, Brighton are safe. Newcastle are safe. That game is on tonight. Six o'clock uh, kickoff live on Sky Sports. Um, we're saying a draw for this game. Draw written all over it. There's not really much more to say about that game. I can't see any excitement coming from it either. Really can't. As I said, both You've teams said are safe. That now. Yeah, it's going to be a five-four, five-four win, and it's yeah. going to be mad exciting. Um, yeah, Sheffield United versus Everton. That game is also tonight. That game is on Amazon Prime. Um, wow. Sheffield United really need to win this game. And I've gone for Everton. I think. Yeah. I just think it's Yeah, I think Everton are so inconsistent, and they, and they surprise you with a few results. And honestly, since the restart, Sheffield United haven't been at it, have they? They had the smash and grab one at Wolves. Um, Last game or whenever that was. Oh, but other than Chelsea that, and Spurs. Yeah. The, 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 I see what you mean though, because they they have looked a little bit suspect. Well, yeah. Haven't they? And like you know, you expect you for how they played the first like before lockdown. We had an expectation of where they would be now, and I don't feel like they are at the level that they should be, despite those victories. Yeah. Hold on. Let me just quick, I'll just quickly check their form because I I. I believe I'm right in saying they haven't been that great. It's their form. That's what I mean. They have been, right, so the, straight after the restart was, uh, was it the draw with Villa, lost to Newcastle, lost to United, lost to Arsenal, beat Spurs, but then lost to Burnley, smash and grab against Wolves, they, they beat Chelsea and then lost to Leicester. Yeah. So it hasn't been great. It is a bit. Jekyll and Hardy. What way yeah. are you going, Alex? Uh, I'm actually, I, 
I feel this is quite tough. tough one to call, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like trying to sit on this fence uh, that I'm going to build for myself here. But uh, I'm probably going to go for a narrow Sheffield United win, actually, on this one. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going with a cheeky one nilla. I, I can see that happening. Um, and then what else we got? Oh, yeah, of course. Um, we have. I swear, there's another game. Am I missing a game? Am yeah, I no, there is. What is Wolves uh, versus Crystal Palace? Wolves versus yes. Crystal Palace. Uh, yes, I, I don't. I don't think I made a graphic for that one. So um, yeah, Wolves versus Crystal Palace. That should be. It should be a Wolves victory written all over. You, you think yes. so? Yeah, you, you, you'd certainly think so. Um, and especially as they want to stay in Europe, it will be crucial for them, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, that, it, that win will take them back above Spurs um, in the table. Spurs have only got one game left and Wolves obviously got... This is one of their two that they've got left to play. And Wolves... Yeah. Thought it's been pretty good aside of one or two results, um, as far as I'm aware, uh, since the restart. So we'll see. I, I, I fancy Wolves in that one anyway. Yeah, I'm going comfortable there. Cotton, where are you going? You're going comfortable. Wolves, Wolves win, Wolves. or uh, I don't know. I don't know about too comfortable because if Palace, if Palace dig in, well, I think I think one or two, one or two nil. Jimenez, Jimenez and Jota to score. Yeah. Alex loves a bit of Jota. Now, um, one person we haven't spoken about yet, um, but we will talk about him now because it involves that team, and that's Watford and, and Nigel Pearson. They've got they've got Man City, and I, I fear for them massively here. But um, do you think um, I'll come to you? I'll come to you, Cotton first. What do you think of the Pearson dismissal? I think they are literally. Just for the last two games of the season, I think they're trying to get that. You know, when, when teams sack a manager and they get that instant bounce. The new manager usually, bounce, usually, that's called. Cool, yeah, well, well and, I, and I think that's. I think they've done it purely for the last two games. Unless, obviously, we don't know the ins and outs of the clubs, unless the players didn't get on with him. Unless, I mean, we haven't heard any rumblings of any disharmony but, in the, in but, the camp but, or anything. I've heard a mini rumble that apparently at half time in the West Ham game. Pearson weren't very happy, and then he had a bit of a spat with the board after the game. But you know, that's just that's just paper talk. So I don't, I, I I don't know how much to believe about that. I think that. it's such a crazy decision. But it's Watford. How many how many managers have they had in the last two three years now? Oh, uh, forty eight. Um, yeah. Alex, what do you think of the decision? I mean, are we surprised that this has happened? Not really. As you, as you just said, the Watford board <laughs> are very trigger happy, aren't they? Um, <laughs> I'm not surprised that it's happened. I mean, maybe more so at the timing of it, especially yeah. as, yeah. especially as I know. I know, obviously, there are only three points, and there's still six points left to play for. But you look at the remaining two fixtures for those two clubs in Watford yeah. and uh, Aston Villa. Well, Watford have got City at home and, and Arsenal away. Yeah, uh, and Villa. Oh, Villa have got West Ham. There, they got West Ham. So, yeah, I can under, try and understand that, but do they really think that the new manager bounce will be able to let them beat City and Man and, and Arsenal? The rumble is that it's going to be Claude Puel. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, right, that's okay. it all. He's no better than Nigel Pearson. No better. He's, he's equal or is worse. I think they understand that Watford, if it weren't for Nigel Pearson, Watford would have been relegated in February, probably. Yeah. 
because yeah. that, that, that they they were absolutely toilet. That we we talk about what's happened with with Norwich, but Norwich were were were, do, uh, were doing far better than <laughs> than um, than Watford at the time. And if it weren't for that four in five games over Christmas, they would be they would be they'd have been screwed. I'd say Watford's only saving grace is obviously they're, they're running they're running fixtures that are probably not winnable. But I think they're only saving grace is I can't see I can't see Villa winning any of those games either. Yeah. I, mean, I think that, I think that's the only thing that will keep them up this season. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. And then, um, yeah, Villa, let's talk about those um, because it is Villa versus Arsenal also on Tuesday. And that is on Sky Sports. Kick-off quarter past eight. Um, it's, it's funny you say that because this is typical now. This is, this is like classic Arsenal over the last 10 years. Get two big results against Liverpool, you know, champions, arguably the best team in world football right now. A victory against uh, against Man City, completely against the odds, and then Villa probably lose one nil. One nil to a to a Wesley Wesley. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, that'd be Samantha, some, wouldn't it? Something awful, yeah. Yeah, but no. Yeah, oh, it, it, oh. that has been the form for Arsenal, hasn't it? And I mean, Mikel Arteta has come out and challenged the team, saying it's all well and good beating Man City and Liverpool back to back, but. The, tre- the true test of where we really are is this next game against Villa, a team that you're supposed to beat. Can you guys motiv- motivate yourselves to actually go out there and do it again? So he's thrown down the challenge market to them. Can they respond? And, and Aston Villa, they've just got, they, 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 you know, they're just going to scrap for everything because it, well, they have to. Because if they're they not, then they out. deserve to go down, don't they? Mm. So, um, I feel like this is going to be a very tight affair. I can I could possibly see a draw in this one, probably. Yeah, Villa need to go balls to the wall from minute one. They need to just go yeah. out, try and win yeah. the game. And that's it. Absolutely. Right then. Absolutely. Um, so, before uh, at the beginning of the show, I'll put out a little bit of trivia. The top seven German goal scorers in the Premier League. Um, yeah. Alex, came, uh, Alex uh, you chipped in with Podolski. Did you not? Um, I did, yeah. ticked on the list and um, and Cotton pretty much reeled off everyone else on the list um, but there are two I said there, there, as well yeah there are there are two names missing from the list right uh, let me, here we go double double Premier League winner could be wrong and I'll be I've hyped this up double Premier League winner Robert Hooth Robert Hooth is on the list he's number five on the list yeah thought he might be thought he might um, be a lot, lot of heavy goals Last one, uh, as I say, Leroy Sane. I think it is Leroy Sane, yeah. indeed, indeed. So let's run through that list. In top spot is Urtzil on 33. Um, second, joint second with 29 is Klinsman and Uwe Rosler. Fourth on the list is Sane, 25. Um, fifth is Huth with 21. Podolski, sixth with 19. And Balak with 17. So there you go. Um We'll be back later on in the week uh, to talk about these games and see how they panned out. In the meantime, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Top Football on all social media. You see it going along down there. And yeah, thank you very much for everyone for watching and tune in soon. Oh yeah, I forgot to say, did you know, if you put Top into Google, our name comes up first. ta